Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah 46, Yeshayahu Perak Mem Vav. Just a quick review of some of the things we studied in 45b in the second half of chapter 45. We discussed how in the future, when all of the nations come and focus on worshiping God together in a world that's full of tzedek, mishpat, justice, and righteousness, how that will bring about a huge boon to the economy of the world, but also specifically the economy of Israel, as so many will come there um, and engage in commerce. We also talked about how God mentioned that he appeared to the Jewish people and gave them this mission in public, not in hiding. However, God's ways are still secret and dark in the sense that they're ways that we don't fully understand. Um, But God assured us that we should all come to Him and speak to Him and be with Him because He has the long-term plan in mind. He has the long-term mission and He has the ability to fulfill it and will always keep His word and will fulfill this mission so that the ultimate Yeshua, the ultimate deliverance for the entire world will come. Um, just uh, I wanted to say a small introduction, another introduction before we start 46. And that is the idea that if someone looks at a God, and I'm referring to anything that he or she believes in as a God, so to speak, with the small letter G, um, if you look at it as something that's going to... Um, as something magical, such as, you know, we pray to this God or we placate the God with a sacrifice or some ritual or some incantation, and then we get something out of this God as some kind of transactional relationship. God wants this, I do this, or if I do this and manipulate this mystical whatever, then I get this thing that I'm looking for, whether it's riches, health, uh, or whatever uh, it might be. Um, That type of God is a God which ultimately is going to fail because there is no such thing, right? They're all false. That is what an idol is. An idol is believing in something in a transactional, magical way. Um, uh, Now, um, however, the real God is not a God that you believe in, right? The real God with a capital G, the only one and only God, the creator, has a master plan for the universe. (laughs) But it is not one in which there's some kind of magical transactional relationship where you do something or pray something or ask for something and you get it. And we all know this to be the case, right? We don't pray to God and all of a sudden, poof, we're all better and everything works. But rather, the reason why believing in God gives us strength is because is because when one believes in God, one believes and understands that there is a plan. There will be, this is the message of Isaiah that even though we may not see or understand the reason for our suffering now, but if we do understand and believe that everything is from God, then we do know that ultimately, 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 there, there is a reason, there is purpose, there is hope. This is what freedom is. One is free when one understands that we're not enslaved to God, but rather we are... We are indebted to him we are um trust him and we have faith in him that that there is reason there is purpose and that no matter how bad things may seem there is hope understanding this can help us understand the message of chapter 46 
So let us study this. Because in chapter 46, there's a significant issue here where Ishayahu Isaiah deals with the contrast between those who believe in idols and those who believe in God. So he begins as follows. Korah Baal. Now Baal is the name of a, um, of a Babylonian idol. And we're going to see in a minute, Nevo was another one of the idols of the, of the um, Mesopotamian area. Now the traditional translation of this usually goes, Baal, the idol of Baal was Korah, was bowed down before God. Because when God redeems, shows himself, these idols fall before him. Kores Nevo. Nevo, that idol was Kores, is cowering or crushed or bent over. I'm going to use here, though, a different translation, which I'm basing on the peers of the Malbim, which talks about not Korah Bel, that Bel bowed, but it is referring to the people that bow to Bel. So Korah, he who bows to Bel. Kores Nevo, he who cowers himself in front of Nevo. All of those people. Hayu Atzabehem. And I'm going with the translation of the Malbim here. Their faces, their sad faces, became like the faces of animals. Their faces, but atzabehem is their, the, specifically the expressions on their faces, the mood expressed by their faces, have become like animals. They lost the freedom of being a human being. They've become enslaved to these idols like animals. Nesuo seichem, and now the Shayod addresses them, those people directly. He says, you in plural, you people. Your burdens, amusos, have become an overburden, an overly heavy burden, because you do not have freedom. You are believing in something that cannot help you, and your burdens of life have become too burdensome. Masa, they have become a burden, to someone who is exhausted and weary and tired. You're exhausted because you're constantly looking for support to something that cannot help you. Karsu, karu, yachtav. You have all bowed and you have all bent over and you have all cowered together in front of these idols, these ideologies that cannot help you. They have not been able to free you of this burden. They haven't been able to do that. And therefore their souls of these people that have believed in them, have went away in captive. They're like slaves. They're slaves to something because they're constantly looking to something for help which cannot help them. However, in verse 3, Shemu Eli Beit Yaakov, listen to me, the house of Jacob, the whole She'erit Beit Yisrael, and everyone who remains of the house of Israel. Ho'amusim minibeten. You are not carrying a burden because you are the burden that I, God, carried from the time that you were in my stomach. In other words, from the time you were birthed as a people, I have carried you. Hanisuim mini racham. The same language of amusim and nisuim, but before it was referring to the burdens that the people have to carry because they're believing in gods that cannot help. God tells the Jewish people, but you are the opposite. I have been carrying you as opposed to you carrying the burden. The adzikna anihu, until your old age, in other words, until all the way at the end, this is referring to a person in his own life until the days of elderliness and weakness. Anihu, I am still he, I am the same God. The adseva aniespol, and I will hold and carry your burdens until you are old. And this is also referring to the age of the people themselves to the end of history. 
Ani Osisi, I created you. Va'ani Esau, I am the one that carries. Va'ani Esbol va'amalet, I will handle your burdens. And I will free you, God says, of those burdens. Because when you believe in me, then you're free of those burdens. You do not need to carry those burdens because you have trust and faith in God that justice and righteousness is around the corner. God says, don't compare me to those idols and say, well, I'm better because idol A accomplished A, B, and C, but couldn't accomplish D, E, and F. But God is even more powerful. He's stronger. He's better. No, God is a completely different idea, a completely different concept, a completely different in every possible way of different. You, to whom can you compare me that I should be considered the same similar? To whom can you make, can you make parables about me and compare me to that I should be even remotely similar? I'm completely different. Those things are so different from me. Why has a limzohav me kiss? Those are things that people, <clears throat> all those people, they take gold from their pockets, they take their money, and they they buy things, they make things, they do things, and they think that that gold is something. The kesef bakaneish gold, and they weigh their silver. Those are the things they believe in: their gold, their silver, their wealth, the things that they create, the things that they put up. Yiskiru tsorefi asehu el. They go ahead and they hire someone and say, "You make me the god. You build me this building. You build me this thing, right?" Uh, and then they bow to the creations of their own hand. This is the arrogance of the human being who bows and believes in his own creations and the things that he does in his own power. Those are nothing. In the end, all of those things become a burden. They have to carry it on their shoulders. And then when, when they can't carry it anymore, they drop it. They put down the burdens. And it just sits there. It can't move. It can't go anywhere. It can't do anything. Because it has no power on its own. It was created by a human being. And when the human being is too exhausted to push it and move it along, it goes nowhere. And then he starts to cry to the wealth and say, Help me, save me. But when he's lying ill in bed, all of that wealth does nothing. When his life is in ruins, all of that can do nothing for him. It's nothing. It moves nowhere. so lo yoshienu, Isaiah says. It will not save him from his suffering. However, God, zichruzos v'hiso shashu, in verse 8, but remember this, what I'm about to tell you, and stand firm. Because if you remember me, if you remember me, God, you will stand firm. You will have strength in those times. Hashivu foshim alev. Those of you who are sinners, think about this in your hearts. Think about what I'm telling you and remember this. Remember the olden days. The olden days in Rishonot, according to almost all of the uh, commentaries, refers to the t- past times when God intervened in this world in a more obvious way, such as in the exodus of Egypt and so on. But if, even if not that, remember how the world has been from time immemorial, from all the way back. Remember the Creator, I am God and there is none besides me, Elohim. I am the God of the There is nothing like me. Nothing can be compared to me. I am the one. This is what you should remember in the times of suffering in order that I can free your soul, that you won't be enslaved, that your soul will be free. And what do you remember? I am the one that's Magid From the beginning, I have been saying what's going to happen in the end. And from the beginning, I've been saying things that were going to happen that you never would have imagined could happen. 
But I've been saying it all along. Omer I say that it is my ideas, my ideology, the ideology and idea of God, that is the one that's going to last forever. I will do whatever it is that I want. And what it is, it is it that I want? I do have a plan. And in the end, I am going to call the ayat is a is a is a large bird that swoops from the sky. I'm going to call it from the east again, uh, uh, referring to the Mashiach, the Messiah that I'm going to call from the east. The east we're referring to the land of Israel, Me'eretz Merchak Ish Atzosi, from a faraway place I'm going to bring to the entire world the man who follows my ideas. Af Dibarti, Af Aviena, Yitzarti, Af Eesana. I have said it, I will bring him, I have created it, and I will do it. This is what God says. I will do it. I will bring in the injustice. What is it that I will do? Shimu'e la'abiri le'ev. Those of you, again, he says, listen, he said before, Zuch, Hashivu poshim le'ev, sinners, listen, now God is saying, those of you that are arrogant, listen to me, those of you that are arrogant. Haruchokim mitzdakah. What are the arrogant people? Those that are far away from tzedakah. Those that are far away from righteousness. Because that is what I'm demanding of you. This is what I want. In those moments of pain, those moments of suffering, what I'm looking from you is tzedakah. I'm looking for, for righteousness. I know there's other translations that the commentaries use for the word tzedakah here, but I'm reading it to mean tzedakah. As they say, the simple meaning of the word. Those of you that are far away from Tudaka, listen to me. Those of you that are arrogant, listen to me. Right? My righteousness, God says, is close. It's not far away. It's in your heart. It's in your soul. Even during that hard, difficult time. And my deliverance will not be delayed. It will come. And I will bring to Zion the deliverance, the Israel Tifarti to Israel, the one whom is my my honor, my my uh, my greatness. I am going to bring this about. And if you stick it out for the long haul, and you remember that there is hope, there is a plan, and I can bring it out, then you will achieve freedom, not a miraculous recovery, but you'll achieve that freedom in your heart and your soul, which is true freedom. Um, like God said, Ani espol I will handle your burdens and I will save you. Unlike those false ideologies and idols, unlike the silver and gold and wealth and riches, etc., which cannot save you anymore. Thank you for listening to chapter 46. Looking forward to studying chapter 47 together.